Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. My name is Dan, if I don't know you, and I'm part of the team here. It's a great honour and privilege to be speaking tonight. And you guys all look funny with your masks on, I'm not going to lie, right from the outset. You all look a bit different up here with your masks on, but just because you're wearing a mask does not mean they can't hear response in this place. So please help me out here tonight. I'm not the only one with a mouth. So if you agree with something, let, let me hear it. Uh, like I say all the time, I'm used to preaching to youth and they just talk through my messages. So if you talk, it's gonna be fine. Trust me, I'll be fine with that. No, they're pretty good. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, just stop. Man, that's really easy to read, hard to believe, isn't it? Like when we actually think about it, do we believe that with everything? Like does our, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. I think in my life personally, it may just be me, but I'm still learning to live from that truth. That he is able to do immeasurably more than even I think. That he is able to do immeasurably more than what I see. He's able to do immeasurably more than what I can fathom. And I think we would do well to read that verse with a fresh eye and ask ourselves that question, do I actually believe that with everything I am? Or am I t- consciously taking part on that journey of believing that He can do it? it? says, ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Imagine that. You probably heard that word said when you've been talking about something that you've been imagining. Maybe you drove past a house with your wife or your husband and you said, imagine living there. Maybe you said that about a job title that you could have obtained. Imagine getting that job. Imagine having that much money. Imagine having those kids. <laughs> Don't look at anybody right now. <laughs> imagine that. See, often we say those things to the material, the natural resource around us. Often we dream more about the natural resources and the materialistic things around us than we dream into our faith life. And if I could start tonight's message by asking us a question, when was the last time you found yourself dreaming of the God possibilities in your life? When was the last time you just found yourself imagining what God could do in your life. And I don't mean imagining you getting that multi-million dollar mansion on the water at Palm Beach that's just all central focused around you. When we dream with God, it's usually all about others. Who knows that? That when you start to dream with God, it becomes less about us and more about them. It becomes selfless. And so when was the last time we dreamed on behalf of a generation? When was the last time we dreamed on behalf of a loved one who's not in the house of God? When was the last time we dreamed on behalf of a person who got a bad report? When was the last time we dreamed of the God possibilities? I was asking myself that question and I think it's good to ask ourselves those questions every now and then because it it can mean that we can align our heart with God's. Who knows that we live in a self-focused world? Just go have a look on TikTok or Instagram, or if you don't know what they are, just look on Facebook and you'll find those. That we live in a self-focused world that is run by logic. 
It's run by logic. And logic is good for some things, but in our faith life, it's limiting. Logic is a limiter of your faith. You know those go-karts that you jump in and you're trying to go as fast as you can? I don't know if it's just me, but they've put like a limiter and you can feel yourself hitting that throttle as fast. You're wanting to go faster, but you feel the limiter just hitting in. You're maybe cranking as fast as you can go, but you wanna go faster and faster and faster and faster. You see, um, our logic is that to our faith life. That if we can't grow our faith life past our logic, then God is too small or He is not great. And the fact of the matter is, is that what would it look like for us tonight to dream again? What would it look like tonight to imagine again? What would it look like to look at His Word afresh, despite the verses that we've memorised and that we've come to understand in our own finite understanding, what would it look like for us to, to look at His Word again in a fresh way and say, God, you, do, you can do immeasurably more. Therefore, you're not limited to what I know. You're not limited to what people have said. You're not limited to my upbringing or my doctrine that's been my life for the last 50 years. You're not limited by anything, so surprise me. What would it look like for us to take that approach tonight? See, our faith needs impossible tasks to grow. Faith is made for the impossible. Literally, faith is made for the impossible. I heard one speaker say, all faith needs a mountain. And I like that. Faith needs a mountain to move. Because if we're not exercising our faith, our faith is shrinking and not growing. What you feed grows and what you starve dies. I was thinking about this in regards to this concept called blue sky thinking. And I read it in a book a long while ago. I think Pastor Caleb and Kim got it for me for my birthday probably about 18 or something like that. And it was chapter one and uh, Dan Flynn, he, he runs the thank you company that do, used to do water. Now they do humanitarian aid and they do, you see them in coals and they do lots of sanitizer at the moment. And he talks about this idea called blue sky thinking. And I like the idea, but pretty much what it is, is blue sky thinking is brainstorming with no limits. With this approach to idea generation, ideas don't need to be grounded in reality. Rather, blue sky thinking sessions are open to all creative ideas, regardless of practical restraint. If a business can have a blue sky day, then the church can have a blue sky day. If businessmen and women can get around a table and go, how are we gonna make more money? Then we can, as the church, have a blue sky moment with our faith and go, God, I'm gonna believe you for more. I'm, I'm not settling. Just try and make me settle. Just try and hold me back from believing for more. Just try, world, to try to pull the logic back into me and pull back the restraints and pull back the things that God wants to do through and in me. You see, blue sky thinking's great. But there's usually two different type of people in the world. And sometimes you're, you're in between. But there's doers and there's dreamers. Now both have a weakness. You see, doers are great at getting stuff done in their own strength. But they lack vision sometimes because they're so consumed and trying to get it done. And as Proverbs says, without vision, people perish. Exactly. So we have people who are doers and they're doing the best they can. They're, they're running their race and they're doing the things that they, they feel called to do, but they're not getting any revelation. And then you have the dreamers. God bless the dreamers. And the dreamers are great at dreaming, but they're not great at doing. And therefore the faith that they have in God that they're not putting works to is dead. 
Because faith without works is dead. That's Jesus Christ for you right there. He said those words. We have to be people who are doers and dreamers. We can't be one or the other. We can't just be a doer because we burn out. We can't just be a dreamer because we will burn everyone else out around us. We have to be doers and dreamers. As the church, what would it look like for us to have a blue sky day? What would it look like for you to let go of your faith and say, I'm just gonna allow my faith to have a blue sky moment, a blue sky faith type of day that's not clouded by the possibilities, not clouded by my own logic or by my own wisdom or by what I see fit, not clouded by my expectation or my past experience, but that's just completely in awe and wonder of God. As we were driving this week, I just said to Poppy, what was, what was the last thing? I was sort of having this conversation with myself, but I sort of said, what was the last thing I believed God for that I'd never heard of before? Like never. And I literally was racking my brain and I couldn't quite think of something because it's quite hard to think of something that nobody's ever believed for. But in God, we can believe for the unimaginable. We can believe for more. And so I've been asking God that question, God, what is it that you want me to attach my faith to in this season that I may or may not see in this life, but will grow my faith anyway? Because I'm not, I don't really mind if I don't see it. I just wanna believe it and go on the journey of growth that God has for me. If I see it in this life or don't, God is outside of time. And so there's a very good chance that one day, somewhere in the infinite space of time that I will see what I, what I prayed for, that I will see what God was doing all the way along. But my faith does not move if I don't get it to work. My faith doesn't grow if I don't give it something to attach itself to. Faith needs the impossible to attach itself to. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. How many people are bound by news media? Like, if you wanna be a lazy journalist, just talk about a fear-mongering story about COVID and you are sold. You'll get the front-running news headline of the day. No work for you. Anybody will talk about it. You'll be fine. And people soak it up. And that's where the term, if it bleeds, it leads comes from. People are so, people love to be bound to something, bound to the pattern of this world, bound to the pattern of science. Science says it can't happen. I'm not saying I, I like science. I totally, like it's good, it has a place. But our faith can go beyond that. Our faith can push that further and further. It explains about what we believe, but it does not direct what we believe. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen to this, then you'll be able to test. When was the last time you tested God's will? Test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, a blue sky day or a blue sky faith without limitations, without being confined to, to the restraints that you've placed on God is a type of faith that runs wild. I know that sounds it sounds quite uncontained, but that's exactly the way faith should be. It should not be contained 
into a church experience on a Sunday. It cannot be contained into a few worship songs or praise or fast clapping songs, if you like to call them. It cannot be contained to a good message or whatever we've come to know it to be contained. And faith is much larger than that. It has much more breadth than that. It has, it's much deeper than that. And it's much um, bigger than that. Space and place for our faith to run wild. That's exactly what a blue sky faith day will do. I wonder if there's some people in this place who would just say in in their hearts right now, I am willing in this moment just to let my faith run wild. Run past that report that you got this week, run past that, that place that you find yourself, run past those things in your mind, that anxiety in your mind, run past the, the depression in your heart, run past the grief that you've, that you've come attached to. I'm willing to let that go in order to let my faith run wild. I remember when um, Mark Mazzoni, my brother-in-law actually now, he was running the creative department at youth. This was a 2018 and he comes to me one day and he places on my desk a billboard. Now, me and Mark, when we get together, we talk big. We don't limit ourselves. Like me and Mark, we're blue sky thinking like we're just dreaming sometimes. And sometimes we need to get back to it and go, no, we need to get some stuff done. But we just, you know when you just talk to people and you just start to dream together? Me and Mark would dream. And anyway, one day he comes and he places this picture and it's a billboard. And it's like has Highway Youth on it and stuff like that. And he's just like, imagine that. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Not because we need the name or the notoriety, but just because we shouldn't have it. I don't know what it is, but something about the church having something that it shouldn't, like a local youth ministry having a billboard along the M1, it just made me go, I can attach my faith to that. Anyway, time passes, and every time I would pass this one billboard, I would just subconsciously just pray for it. I'd just be like, God, one day, you're just gonna do it. Like, I don't know how, but you're just gonna make that happen. I really don't know. We don't have any money. We're a youth ministry. We don't have much at all. But God, you are gonna make something happen there. And then one day as I'm driving past and I'm praying the same prayer that I prayed millions of times before, something in my heart just dropped. And it was just a, why not ask? And it's funny that I hadn't actually asked up until that point. It was like a year later. But I remember going home and I got on my emails and I found the contact and I just wrote this email. And I told them what we do. And then I get a phone call and the guy says, hey, the owners don't do deals. We've had people in the past try it, but they're just not gonna do a deal. Uh, we know what you're asking for is around five and a half grand. And I'm like, that's a little bit outside our budget. <laughs> five and a half grand. Um, but I'm like, can you just ask them anyway? When was that last moment you had, can we just ask God anyway? Can we just, can we just ask anyway? Like despite what you've just told me, despite what the report that I've just heard, can you just ask anyway? And I just, I just, he's like, what, how much do you have? And I'm like, not five and a half grand. <laughs> not anything like that. It's a lot less than that. And I told him, and he, he, I think he was laughing in my face, but he said he would try. And I just attached my faith to it, and I prayed. And then I get this phone call back, and he said, you won't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, I already do. <laughs> he's like, they said they're gonna do it for you, and they'll do it for the price that you've said. And that was just a moment where God, I guess, God came into that moment of faith. God drew, was drawn into that moment of faith. It didn't do anything special. I just simply said some prayers every time I passed it and then made some action. And it was there. The opportunity was there. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been moments where I've attached my faith in the blue sky faith to something and I haven't seen it. 
yet. And that's okay. I'm perfectly okay with that. I have to give God that. I have to give Him the fact that I don't know all things and He does. And so what I think is logical, what I think is, is a good thing may not be a good thing. And so I can pray for it, I can believe for, for it and, and may not receive it. But it's not gonna stop me from doing it on the next thing. It's not gonna stop me in my journey of faith from believing God. Another blue sky faith moment is in the lead up to our youth camps. Shameless plug, if you have a teenager that you know, we are doing youth camp now this week. And so if they couldn't make it last week, don't lie to me, they can make it and we're just gonna force them there. I will help you, I will, I will get the tickets tonight and we will get them there to youth camp this Thursday to Sunday, Saturday. But there's something about youth camps and me and the team in 2018 were going away and I, I was just reminded of this story and the other night when we were at youth. And we're going away and we we're just praying for like miracles. Like when, a, when, when teenagers come to youth camp, I want them to walk out without anxiety. I wanna see them walk out without their depression. I wanna see them break generational um, bondage. I wanna see them walk out without addiction. I wanna see them walk out with something, with something that God has planted on the inside of their heart. I wanna see them walk out with physical healings in Jesus' name. And I'm still praying, I'm still believing that. And anyway, me and the team, we pray and we believe and we're asking God. And um, the other night, um, sorry, on the last day of camp, Emma Radcliffe, she was playing keys here tonight. I hope she doesn't mind that I share this. But she'd been taking some medication for her headaches that were passed down from, um, from just generational, this um, condition that was giving her really, really bad migraines. And so she would have medication every day. And she gets up at the last day of youth camp and we do a testimony session and she says in 2018, on the last day, she says, I got prayed for last night and I'd been taking this medication day in, day out and I just felt not to take it today and I haven't had a headache since. And we celebrated that moment. Two weeks ago, she jumps up on stage, three years after the fact. And she gets up and she shares that testimony that since that day three years ago at that youth camp where doctors had said she would be on this medication for the rest of her life, she got prayed for and she was completely healed in that moment of those migraines and she hasn't taken any medication since to, to, to stop it. And that's what God does. And that's what just God does. Now, whether we see it here or not does not depict if we believe for it. Because if we let our logic get in, we go, well, we didn't do that. Yeah, so I won't pray next time. We can't let ourselves get to a place where we start being led by logic in our faith. Wisdom has a place. Faith has a space in every life. I think sometimes we're really good at being the logical Christians, but not faith-filled Christians. I think sometimes we want God to be wrapped up in neat answers, but He's, he's better off being let loose in the things that He does. I think sometimes we try to have God really, really explainable, but you can't explain all things of an infinite God. And I think that we need to get back to what God has called us to do, experiencing Him in new ways and allowing Him to be transforming our life from the inside out. Imagine what a church would look like. Imagine what this church would look like if we all walked out with a blue sky faith moment and said, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna put my faith to work this week. I'm gonna go into my school and it may just be sharing with a friend. I'm gonna go into my workplace and it may just be taking some time out to have a coffee with somebody, not talking about God, but just having a coffee and being interested in their life.
that could be the thing that you have faith for and that God would work through that. It could be that you wanna, that whatever it is, that God would work in your sphere of influence. I've given you some examples from what I do. But we need a church is what, in every sphere, in every office, in every workplace, in every university that has blue sky faith. And I'm still learning myself. But what would blue sky faith look like in your family this week? What would it look like to, have a, to look at your family and go, I'm gonna have faith that my kids are not gonna destroy my house and that they're gonna behave well and that they're not, we don't need to cast out anything from my kids anymore. What would it look like for you to look at your kids and say, I'm gonna call out the God destiny over them. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna start calling out the businessman over that one, the school teacher over that one, the, the, the person who's gonna bring thousands to Jesus over that one. I'm gonna start to call them out in faith. In your university, what would it look like for us to go into our universities with blue sky faith, in our workplace with blue sky faith? See, remember, it's not contained to the logical. It's not contained to what we know. It's contained to everything else. We must learn to be a church that carries blue sky faith because God doesn't work around people. He works through people. So there's no, there's no move of God if we don't move. Nothing's happening if we stay seated. Nothing happens if we stay, if, if our belief and our relationship with Jesus stays in these four walls, that's all it will ever be, these four walls. Nothing happens without the people of God moving. So if we want to see a move of God, do we wanna see a move of God? Then let's get moving. Let's get our faith moving again. It may need some WD-40. It may need some extra prayer and extra worship. It may need a bit more time in the presence of God in your morning or your night, but let's get that faith cranking again. Let's not get 20 years into our relationship with God and think that we know it all. God is the king of doing greater things than we could ever ask or imagine. Imagine a church. You know when you're younger and you believe that your dad can do anything? Remember? Like he would throw you up in the air and you wouldn't scream in terror. You would love it. Now if your dad threw you up in the air, you would be screaming in terror. What's changed? Your perspective of your dad. Here's the thing, we don't outgrow our Heavenly Father. Our minds don't outgrow our Heavenly Father. Our logic can't outgrow our Heavenly Father. Our answers can't outgrow our Heavenly Father. What would it look like for us to have the same trust in Him that we would have when we first came into a relationship with Him? When, he first, when we first felt His presence, felt His touch, felt His call, what would it look like for us to live from that space of faith? I want to talk quickly about empty maps and wrapping up. Many cultures in the 13th and 14th century drew maps. And maps around Europe, because Europe was the, the place that was the happening thing back then, Europe d designed their maps to be full. If you can pop that first one up for me, that would be brilliant. Here we go. This is the map, yeah. See this map? This is a map of the world. Now, the fact of the matter is, is that the people who drew the maps did not know anything from the left, top left-hand side. They did not know anything else. They just filled in what they wanted to fill in to make people feel secure about what they knew. 
They wanted to make, they wanted to feel as if they knew everything. They wanted to feel secure in their ignorance. And so they filled the map. We go to the next one. Something happened though in the 15th century and they had this aha moment. And they started drawing their maps in the spaces that they knew. There's a lot more ocean in that map than there was in the last. That's the same world map, but there's a lot more blank space. Something happened when they started drawing the maps with the empty spaces that they did not know. They started to gather people who were willing to go out and find and circumnavigate the world again. That up until this point, they'd only discovered so much. But when they started to draw the blank spaces, something in mankind went, I need to go and discover that. I need to go there. I need to find out what that is all about. The, the map, empty maps were a psychological breakthrough because the blank spots drew their attention. And in the 15th and 16th century, the two centuries after this, they circumnavigated Africa, the European continents, they circumnavigated Africa, explored America, crossed the Pacific and Indian Oceans and created a network base around the whole entire world. Think about that for a second. That in their ignorance, they drew world maps that were full. Did they know what the world looked like? Did they know where the land was? No, they just wanted to fill in the gaps. But when they left the blank space, it created discovery. It created something in the conscience of man that said, I want to discover more. All that to say this, what makes us think we've got God all mapped out? What makes us think that we can create a map and a border around God and write it ourselves and go, God, you stay in that space. You stay within the perimeters that I have drawn for you. You stay within the confinements that I, because it, my ignorance feels good. What makes us think that we've got it all mapped out? If I can have the band. See, I'd rather come to God with an empty map. I'd rather come to God and say, I don't know everything. Do something with me than to come to God with a full map of doctrine and theology and answers and, and just, you know, our thinking and our experience and say, you can, only, you can only do this. I would rather come to God with an empty map and see what He would do through it. A blue sky faith isn't scared of the obvious unknown church, but is intrigued by the miracle on the other side. Is your faith scared of the unknown of God? Or is it intrigued? Do we really understand that God works together for the good of those who love Him? And that there is a peace that goes past our, our understanding, that there is a calmness in the storm that we face and that we can turn to Him and say, God, fill the map. That I will not bring my doctrine and place it in front of God and say, you can only become this God but that God, would, that God would do something on in me and that I would discover more and more of Him every day. See, the Bible, I, I love this saying, the Bible isn't to be, the good thing about the Bible is that as it reads, as we read it, it reads us. 
that we can, we, this, this Bible can challenge us and it can inspire us and it can lead us, but it's the only book that we look at and it starts to read our situation. It starts to read where we're at. And that's why we get, we get the revelation in those times where you've read that passage a thousand times, yet God's saying something new to you today. You've read that Scripture over and over and yet you're in this situation right now where that Scripture comes alive and suddenly you're, gra- you're, you're, you're grappling with this new idea that God's given you. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Confidence in what we hope for, assurance about what we do not see. We may see what we believe for, we may not. Faith isn't limited. Faith can't be contained to what we see, what we've heard, what we've experienced. It needs to be let free. It needs to be untamed. God came to the blank space in Genesis. It says in the beginning, and He comes to a blank space, a dark place. It's all we know. And in that blank space, God speaks. And I wonder tonight if we were to be honest and vulnerable in this place. Say, God, I've got a lot of blank spaces. I've been trying to fill in the gaps and have all the answers and not have the questions. And But I've got a lot of blank space, God. Allow God to speak into it tonight. Allow God to speak into that place in your heart that only He can speak into. Allow Him to speak right now into that spot that I don't know about, that nobody in this room knows about, that He knows about, that He cares about, that He sees. Let God speak into your blank space. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. He says, to have Christ, to have faith in Christ means of course trying to do all He says. There would be no sense in saying you trusted a person if you would not take his advice. Thus, if you have really handed yourself over to him, it must follow that you are trying to obey him, but trying in a new way. Listen to this, a less worried way, not doing things in order to be saved, but because he has begun to save you already. Not hoping to get to heaven as a reward for your actions, but inevitably wanting to act in a certain way because the first faint gleam of heaven is already inside you. A first faint gleam of heaven is already inside you. That's the blue sky faith moment right there. That, that faith, that heaven faith, that faith that believes God, that wants to pursue Him, wants to, to rise up in you and believe again. And to be honest, in this place, we could all put up our hand if we were honest and say, I could believe God for more, myself included. I need to believe God for more. I need to believe that He doesn't have to work in my logic or my wisdom or what I know or what I don't know. He can just work. So I've got some questions in wrapping up. When was the last time you did something for God scared? I mean terrified. Because we're great at doing things terrified when we're kids, but as we grow up, we get mature and we stop wanting to go in those situations and we're really good at getting out of it. But when was the last time you did something for God scared? In what areas of your life do you feel you have God all mapped out? 
Maybe you've had him confined to the map that you've drawn and he's been wanting to creep out of that and you've been shoving him back in. Allow him to enter into the blank space. Question number three, what would it look like for you to have a blue sky faith in your sphere of influence? What would it look like for you to have a blue sky faith over your schools, over your universities, over your family, over your loved ones, over your people that you've been believing for? What would it look like? See, I desire to be a person that sees, that sees by faith. Still learning, still growing in it, but that's my desire, is to see by faith, to live by the Spirit of the Lord. I desire to live a life that asks God to do greater things in me and through me. Whether I see it or not is not up to me, but my obedience is, as Pastor Caleb said this morning. Will you let your faith run wild or will you endeavour to tame it? The question is up for us. Would we please stand up to our feet? I'm gonna pray and then we'll quickly have a couple minutes of worship. But I just wonder if when I pray, you would just raise your hands to heaven. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you into this place. Jesus, I thank you that you were in this place, Father God. Break us down, God. Break down what we know. Break our hearts for what breaks yours again. God, in this moment, help us to come to you with humility. Father God, help us to move towards you right now with the humility that says, God, I'm willing to discover you afresh. I'm willing to discover you again. My first love, the joy of my salvation, I'm ready to discover you in this place. So Father God, in the hearts of men, women, children in this place, God, for those who have been saved for years and years, for those who have been saved for five minutes, God, I pray that tonight we would choose to have a faith in You that goes beyond our understanding, that we would choose to believe again, Father God, that You're doing immeasurably more, that God, if we can't believe that right now, that we would choose just to have the faith to say, I'm gonna start to. I'm gonna make my way towards believing that again. I'm gonna make my way towards believing that God is good in all seasons. Even if I don't believe it right now, that God is working together for my good. That I'm gonna choose to believe that He loves me, that He cares for me. I'm gonna choose to believe that He's got a plan for me. Even if I don't feel it, even if I can't see it, even if I can't ascertain it right now, I choose to believe. God, I pray that Your, that your fire would hit every heart. I pray that Your power would hit every heart. I pray that Your might would hit every heart, Jesus. Holy Spirit, what would it look like for You to break our framework? To discover You again in Jesus' Name. So Jesus, we commit to discovering You afresh. And Lord, we ask that You would do what only You can do in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen.